Hello, and welcome to MASHCRAFT, the Mash Those Buttons World of Warcraft podcast. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm here with Ray Liu. Hey, this is Ray. And with Jeremy Dupier. Hey. And we're here to talk about patch 5.4 that was released last week. Um, we've all been playing it a little bit, and we have some thoughts on that that we'd like to share. So uh, everybody's been playing on the Thomas Isle, right? I think we can start there. There were, there were a lot of features released in this uh, in this patch. I think that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, how much of this, uh, I guess, how far into the Thomas Isle are you guys? Because one of the big features of the Thomas Isle is that there's no... I mean, there is like an introductory set of breadcrumb quests, but beyond that, predominantly, the experience is to sort of explore the aisle. Like, have you guys found anything interesting on the aisle? I know there's like a, a pirate ship that shows up and uh, several uh, rare elites to kill. Have you guys found any of that? Oh, man, I've been pretty busy, so I've only got to touch the surface of uh, doing the stuff there. So uh, if you... Well, have you done anything, Jeremy? Uh... Yeah, uh, I've I fought the pirate ship that you mentioned. Um, just a whole lot of rare farming, and there's a there's a dragon that drops a mount. He's one of the rare spawns. And uh, kind of what kind of mount is that? It's a cloud serpent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Surprise in this expansion, right? I know. Uh, I can't remember the exact name of it, but yeah, he drops a. It's like a seven percent chance to drop. He's a rare spawn, so I'm just his name's uh, Hulon, I think. So he's another cloud serpent then. Yes, he's a giant black cloud serpent. So there's got to be a good ten different cloud serpents floating around that you can get either through reputation or drops at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So, but overall, is everybody liking the Timeless Isle then? Or, or I mean, it's I know one of the complaints early in the patch was that it was very daily dependent. And this has kind of been the evolution of their migration away from that, where it's supposed to have more of emergent content as opposed to forcing people to go to certain hubs and just repeat the same quests over and over again. Are, are we feeling the effects of those changes? I was just frustrated. I, I don't have level 25 pets to do the other stuff. <laughs> well, that's, well that's, I'll, I'll, no, I'll admit that that's annoying because the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the vendor or the, the quest giver for the tournament is right in the little, the central square uh, in the, I guess it's in the middle of the island. It feels like it's in the middle of the island. Um, but yeah, I keep seeing the, the, the quests, the little exclamation point showing up on my mini map. And I'm like, I have to go click on that guy, but I keep forgetting like, no, I don't do the, I haven't done any, pet, I haven't done any pet battle since the beta. Oh God. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, they're, they're, they're fun. And, and that's one of those things that I keep kind of like putting on the back burner thing. Like one of these days I'm going to get super sick of Warcraft and, you know, be ready to quit the game. And that's when I can be like, Oh, Hey, I'll go do pet battles until I feel like, you know, questing or raiding again or whatever. But yeah, it is annoying though that you can't disable that one quest giver, get him off your map. Cause the completionist in me is like, I have to do that. Yeah. Like, it's mocking I just took the quest to get it off the map. <laughs> also a valid strategy, but but then it's sitting in your uh, it's sitting in your quest log. I have no other quests I need to do, really. So oh, well, that's true. That's true. Not all of us have that liberty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the one thing that I really like, though, that they did with the Thomas Isle is that they brought back. I want to say like eighty percent of the characters that you meet throughout Mist of Pandaria. And just walking around that square, 
I mean, there and, and there are people I know that I haven't even met because they're like the, the Monkey King is there. Like I, I know you guys play Alliance. I play, uh, I play Horde. So I didn't get to do all the uh, the, the quests in. Uh, I, I think that's the Jade Forest where you're. Where uh, or no, actually no, that was the five point one quests, wasn't it? Where Anduin is working with the Monkey King to get the the scepter to stop the Divine Bell, correct? Uh, was that five point one? I know it's the Shield Wall content. So yeah, that's five point one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it was you know so even as somebody who only knows the Monkey King through the scrolls and or especially through the Burdens of Shaohao, um, which again have you, did you guys watch that when that came out on YouTube? Nope. Oh, no. you got, that, that was really good. It's only actually all told it can't be more than thirty minutes, um, but that was the Blizzard art department putting out a little series of movies like detailing the legend of Shaohao and hmm. uh, how. Uh, Pandaria split off from the continent and became cloaked in mists. And that was really well done. I'll have to go um, watch so, it. Yeah, I'd highly recommend it to, to everyone who hasn't seen it. Even if you're not a fan of Warcraft, if you just like good, like good, like mythological storytelling, um, it's, you know, you know I, I feel like kids of all ages will like it. <laughs> especially, especially fans of Warcraft. I, I, I talked, you know, talked about it in the column. I, I can't recommend that, that high enough. It was very, very well done. But, uh, no, but it was neat to see the, mon- the, the Monkey Kings there. All four of the, uh, the August Celestials are there. Um, and you need to defeat them as part of the legendary quest chain. Yep. Uh, the uh, And even then, I mean, there were uh, like members of the Shadow Pan were there. Um, Shokia, who was one of the uh, actually Shokia and Rivet Clutch Pop, I've seen. I haven't seen uh, any of them, but they were like they were members of the Horde squad that originally landed on Pandaria in the Jade Forest were there. I, I think Admiral Taylor was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, there, there's just a ton of characters and it was, it was nice. I, I mean, I think that's the one thing that Blizzard has done very well with this expansion is bringing everything together and, and, and sort of telling a cohesive story and at the very least to give a lot of these characters another opportunity to sort of show up. And, and especially since this is really the last content hatch of the expansion, uh, to give them the opportunity to have sort of like a, a little like a denouement or a farewell to everybody. Yeah. To be, oh yeah, like I remember hanging out with you guys earlier, you know. And now, now you know, every, you know now now you know, yeah, we blew up the veil, but we killed the Thunder King, so we kind of saved Pandaria. Kinda. Kinda. Good, good kinda. job. Go team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we blew up your statue, but this dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I saw somebody point out though that that uh, we should have blown up those two Mogu statues in the Vale way sooner, given mm. that the Mogu have the ability to turn stone into life, that those were two super weapons just waiting to be unleashed. I know, right? Why haven't we done that yet? Well, we didn't. apparently we didn't have to. Garrosh did it for us. That's but, true. That's true. But, yeah. Um, one thing I want to Thunder. Mm-hmm. It should have been something to do for, like, throwing a thunder. The well, Mogu. yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe that was the point of the Mogu getting into the Vale was, I mean, well, aside from reclaiming the Thunder King's artifacts, I mean, maybe that was something that they would have been looking to do. I'm sure statues of that size wouldn't have easily been converted to to flesh, but I mean, there's yeah. the behemoth that we keep fighting on the, uh, or we had to keep fighting. No, he's not there anymore. For the daily? Yeah, for the daily. Um, so, I mean, it, it, you know, but even then, that that statue, for you know, he was what, maybe like a quarter of the size of the other statues, and it took like six uh Six wizards to take him down, or, or six wizards to to turn Contain him to life. Yeah. yeah, so it might have taken more of a concerted effort than the 
than the Thunder King had at that point. That's true, and the and the statues are part of the uh, the, the uh, title screen. So I don't know if they, <laughs> I don't know. That you know, well, I mean that that's well because well, um, Raph had um, the uh, the Frost Dragon, Sindragosa. Sindragosa, yeah, uh, yeah. And so I mean, yeah. we killed. That sounds like a her. I'm gonna say it's a her. It is. So we we killed her at some point in the patch, and she was still on the the the, the, uh, the loading screen. screen. And then we killed we killed Deathwing, and he was still on the screen until uh, till Pandaria. Till Pandaria. So yeah. So it makes it makes sense. If anything, you don't want to be featured on the load screen. <laughs> That's actually a sign that you will not make it through the expansion. Oh, it's like the matting covers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Something bad happens. <laughs> but. Well, I, I, I'm, I don't know if you guys have played with the uh, the beta, uh, the Battle.net downloader, but uh, I think Blizzard's moving away from the loading screens because now you you know you put your credentials into the Battle.net downloader um, or Battle.net launcher, I should say, not downloader, but it does do the downloading for the patches and stuff. But you put your credentials into that, and then it automatically uh, there's a button for like a little like homepage for each game, and you just hit play. And then it automatically loads up the game, and you fly right through the loading screen to the character selection screen for Warcraft. Uh, and I think it does the same thing for Diablo. Uh, just I, go right to the character selection screen. I haven't used that feature yet. Um, a while back, Ray was having some issues with her game, so I tinkered with some files in my folder and accidentally deleted my launcher. And uh, whenever I click the thing, it just goes right to the title screen. I don't have to deal with the launcher. <laughs> That's actually pretty nice. It is actually, and if it ever needs to download anything, it just it, it opens the launcher, downloads, but then any other time it just goes right to the title screen. Huh. That's that's a very that's very interesting. Yeah. You, you you may want to post how you did that. I feel like that might be useful for some people. Open World of Warcraft folder, delete launcher. <laughs> <That was it. laughs> Pretty straightforward then. <laughs> cool. So. So okay, going back to the timeless isle, um, there does seem to be. I mean, I, I've. I guess uh, my only my only issue with that is I'm I'll, I'm not much of a raider. I I do raid finder. So so thus far, uh, I haven't touched the siege of Orgrimmar yet because that doesn't that hasn't unlocked uh, for the for the uh, LFR. But I have at least like all my gear is at least through either LFR or Valor points. Uh, 502 gear mm -hmm. um, and I think what all I'm all I've been finding on the timeless isle so far has been the, the little uh, the items that you can convert to 496 gear for your spec and I know that they're saying it's supposed to be a great way to, to level up your alts or to gear your alts but I, I every every time I find like a trove it gives me gear for my spec not for my alts and especially since um, my oh sorry go ahead well, I was just to say, especially since my, you know, my main is a hunter and my alt is a warlock, you know, I'm, I'm getting male gear that I can't, I actually did try sending it to my warlock to see if I could disenchant it, and I could mm -hmm. not. Oh, you yeah. Can't, you can't disenchant it until you actually convert the token to armor, and once it's converted, it's bind on a, or it's bind on pickup, so the tokens themselves are bind on account, so I can send the token to my warlock but the warlock can't use the token to convert it to armor and it can't be disenchanted until it's turned to armor. And then once my hunter turns it to armor, I can't send it to the warlock. So it's, yeah. it's a little confusing. Um, 
in, in that event, I just say keep trying because my main's a rogue and I keep getting plate and cloth tokens. And what, you can you can mail those, yeah, like you said, yeah. to your other characters and use them then. Well, what I've just done is I've just flat out sent my warlock to the Timeless Island. I've actually been playing it on that character instead of instead of my main. Oh, um, which, yeah. which has been a problem because that means I'm not playing my main, so I'm not sitting in the the queues for Raid Finder to at least get in because I'm still – I'm like two – I'm like two patches behind on my legendary uh, quest line. I don't know if you guys have been doing any of that to get the cloaks. I have my cloak. Oh, you have your, wait, you have, you have your I cloak? I do. Yes, nice. I do. <laughs> so have you fought Ordos then yet? I have not. Okay, but you're ready to. Yes, I, I, I'm ready. Uh, the rest of the guild just has to get their cloaks and we'll give it a shot. Nice, nice. So... So how so you got through the first? How quickly on did you get through the? Because uh, after the only thing you have to do in five point five point four for that is just kill the four celestials, right? Yes. So how quickly did that take you to to do? Um, pretty much uh, the way it happened for me is they're all considered world bosses, so um, it's faction tag. So if you happen to notice one being fought, you can just go hit it once and then AFK or actually fight, do whatever you want. But uh, I was on Facebook <laughs> sitting in front of all the Celestials waiting for a group to form. And when I clicked back to the game, the first boss was at 5%. So I just ran up and poked it with a dagger. And then, uh, and then I joined the group and killed the rest of them. And it was, uh, they're not too hard. They have really hard-hitting abilities, though. Okay. And um, I really wish I could remember all their names. I could, I could probably pop it up on the internet or something. But... Uh, Yulon, Chiji, Zhuan, and Mijiao. Yeah, the the green serpent is Yulon. Yulon. Yes. Yeah, she she drops a lot of fire on the ground and does a lot of just massive AOE damage to everyone in the area. Um, Nuzao, the bull, I think. Yes. yes. He uh, he does he has a charge ability where he runs around the area in a square since he's in a square. <laughs> And he, uh, he, if you if you're standing in front of him, you're pretty much gonna die. Other than that, he doesn't uh, hit too hard. Otherwise, and then um, the bird is Chiji. Yes. She summons like mini cranes that like sporadically run around the area, and if you're standing in front of them, they hurt you. Uh, so it's just a whole, a, a lot of the fights are just movement base kind of reminds me of primordius and throwing the thunder it's just a lot of kiting and moving out of stuff and i can't remember exactly what the last celestial's abilities were but they're not entirely too difficult just a basic raid group of you know 20 25 people you can get them down cool yeah cool and that's well i mean i think it goes without saying this is the patch that you're going to want to get the legendary because it's not going to be i can't imagine it'll be that useful going forward into patch 6.0 I guess would be the next one um, now I'm going to assume that's the next one <laughs> yeah well there might be a five, a five there probably will be a 5.5 but it won't have any significant content I think they'll just be yeah. updating Orgrimmar to show the effects post raid they're gonna they're gonna add another dragon to the to the <laughs> worm rest area dragon blight. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we know you're tired of doing ICC, so here's a dragon. <laughs> well, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do at the end of this patch, though, because yeah. 
I mean, put, putting aside, you know, put, putting aside, I, I think how neatly contained the story of Mr. Pandaria was. One of the complaints going into it was that the event for Theramore was very underwhelming. Like before, before Wrath, we had the zombie invasions in uh, Orgrimmar and Stormwind, and then before Cataclysm, there was a whole series of patches leading up with the Twilight cultists trying to infiltrate the capitals and, and effectively blow them up. And mm. there was un- unrest m- amongst the, the cult members, um, you know, and, 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 and even then there, I remember just running around, you know, randomly around Azeroth and there were just random earthquakes. Yeah. I remember and, that. And so it, it felt like something momentous was coming. And then for Mr. Pandaria, probably the biggest event that led to it was the was the the launch trailer yeah i mean and that you know, was it yeah and, and we had in game we had the uh the, they gave us the, the preview scenario for theramore which as a scenario goes it's okay i mean it's nothing special but mm-hmm. i mean people were looking for a much more significant event and it really it lacked any sort of context without without having read tides of war and even then the context that tides of war gave it was a little bit incorrect I so, never read Tides of War. <laughs> it's no, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, yeah. It's not bad. But the, the the funny thing is that uh, Christy Golden, the author, like worked very closely with the Quest design team, and there are parts in the book where she talks about Jaina like giving orders to like a group of five random heroes, and that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> like it's very clear, like what the quest designer said, like this is what the experience that players will play through, write something along those lines. And then by the time the book went to publishing and they were like, Hey, we're just going to do this, you know, quick little scenario, scrap all that. Um, because, uh, I, th- I think for the, the Alliance side, uh, you guys are running around Theramore post explosion. Yes. Yeah. And so, the stuff that Jane is doing with that group of adventurers is right before the explosion. And I want to say, I think the, the, uh, the group like Jaina and then those five adventurers are the only people who make it out of Theramore. And so I think that actually would have been a more interesting scenario to play through, you know, getting the opportunity to, uh, you know, getting the opportunity to actually sort of race against the clock and, you know, beat, you know, beat the bomb crashing down to save as much as you can and, yeah. and prevent as much damage as you can. Um, but I think what they wound up doing is it seemed that they, they really, they gave the same scenario to both, both sides and they just sort of reskinned it a little differently. Cause it sounds like all the fights for the Horde side and the Alliance side are the same. I, I never seen the Horde side, but, uh, it's, well, cause I, I, I know there's uh like a, there's uh well, we have a, the flight master who puts out who has the griffins who puts out little totems. I, I think there's a horde. Uh, I, I don't I forget exactly what character it is because again I didn't play the alliance side, but I, I want to say there's like a, a, a like all the fights have an equ- equivalent fight on the other side. Yeah, you know? it's not it's fundamentally not a bad mechanic, but it was just as I said, given the prior two expansions, it was very underwhelming. So to see what they do in patch 5.5, knowing it's not going to be a major content patch. But it's going to lay the groundwork. Um, it's one of those. It's one of those things. I wonder: can they even release five point five before they t- before they formally announce the next expansion? Because that's not happening till November. Yeah, I I'm not necessarily sure. They they definitely would have to uh, craft something that bridges, you know, after after uh, Garrosh's death, 
just something to bridge what's going to happen in the next expansion. Like, you know, whatever the next expansion is, be it the Emerald Dream or the Burning Legion come, coming back, just something leading up to that. Because, yeah, thinking about it, you're absolutely right. They, they barely did anything to uh, bridge Kata to Pandaria. It's just, oh, cool, you killed Deathwing. Now there's this island. Have fun. Yeah. And, so. and in, in, but in hindsight, though, to a degree... I mean, the story. I think the probably the most impre- impressive thing about Mister Pandaria is how self-contained the story is, but how well the story is told. And mm-hmm. I mean, and to a degree, it's almost like they, in, in hindsight, they didn't need a grand launching event because it's this new island that pops up, and the launching event is when you go to the island. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it almost that, seems that like anything prior to that is. is Anything prior to that almost kind of undercuts that experience, but at the same time, that's what we have been led to be used to. You know, mm. that, that's what we've been, you know, been weaned on. So. Yeah, I, I think it'd been interesting if um, they had a uh, like an event or something between Kata and uh, Miss to show you how, like the prince leaving Stormwind to go there or something. Yeah, or even then, you know, maybe something where we could actually fight in the naval battles that. Yeah, discover the island, and you know, because if if news can make it back to Nazgrim, well, heck, we have portals, we have Hearthstones, <laughs> which I, I mean, that's one of the, I, I mean, that's always one of the little funny little discrepancies as far as the gameplay versus the lore, um, is that we're able to sort of just portal around pretty much at will. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a whole, I mean, the, the entire mage class, which is what you know, roughly one eleventh of the player base, can literally just at will go wherever they want, pretty much. Basically. And, yeah, and so. You know, it, it, you know. I think lore-wise, hearthstones are supposed to be very rare objects that only very skilled adventurers have, um, and travel is a bit more uh, is a bit more constrained than it would feel as a player. But still, yeah. I mean, even then, that's one of those things. Like, you know, when you first get to Pandaria, and you're sort of stuck there for for you know the few quests in the Jade Forest until you get to uh, the, the the main pan. The, the first real Pandaren city that you encounter, I know for the Horde, it's Dorn's Blossom. Um, and that has the portal back to the mainland where you can, you know, go for the auction house and all the goods and services. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's always funny to, to listen to them being like, hey, we're stuck here. We can't get back there. Except you totally can. <laughs> you absolutely can. And, yeah, it, it it's, you know, I, I, you know, not that I want... You know, not that I mean. There's plenty of op- there's plenty of examples in Warcraft of where the gameplay, the gameplay shatters the illusion of the world. I suppose that's necessary, but it, it still, you know, it still makes me chuckle when that happens. Yeah, it's definitely a necessary evil because I mean, I I'm not sure the exact timeline either, but it's like from from vanilla to now, our characters have to be getting old, especially since they have a we died yet you yeah. know like they, they must be getting exhausted you can't you know it it's it's goofy and you know you got heroes that have died but i we just resurrect and run back to our body. why couldn't they do it <laughs> yeah yeah and then, well even then i mean that's i mean that was it, one of the yeah. one of the nice touches i re- um i remember when i first got to northrend was that the uh the soldiers in uh the soldiers in uh, in Hellscream's tower would actually salute you and sort of acknowledge, like, "Hey, you're the hero guy. You've already, you know, you helped us in Azeroth. You helped us in Outland. Now you're mm-hmm. here in Northrend." And you know, they, they kind of acknowledge, like, "Yeah, you know, like, you're 
you know, you're not just some schlub. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, even, you know, even then I, I posited once that it was entirely possible, like, that we could be the next war chief because our character has done so much. And, you know, fundamentally it's been the characters who have, you know, you know, who have killed Deathwing, who have killed Arthas, who have killed Illidan and Kael'thas mm. and, and, and prevented Archimonde that, yeah, like, you know, for, you know, for, for the activities that our characters have done, we should be a major lore character. We should be a major player in Azeroth and, whatever race you play, you should be right up there with your faction leader sort of, you know, being like, Hey, look, if I fought and killed you, like I could take over the race right now. And, you know, it'd be my picture on the loading screens. And, <laughs> and then we'd be next. Exactly. Exactly. But <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's, I'm, you know, I mean, and I guess in one of the ways that was one of the nice things that they did with Pandaria, at least sending you to a new land where nobody knows who you are, at least it kind of, you can understand why like all the reputation levels are reset because mm -hmm. you're starting off with these people from scratch. Yeah. Um, they don't know you. You're yeah. And so now, but, but now, but, but again, that, you know, going back to the timeless Isle, now they do. I mean, you know, you, you know, one, one of the nice things about, you know, Taryn Zhu, well, I guess I, I, I should, I should, I should uh, preface this. I feel like the Alliance and the Horde have very different impressions of Taryn Zhu um, because, for the Horde, he's just sort of a, a little arrogant and a little haughty. Uh, but fundamentally, he's not wrong. Like, yeah, Garrosh is actually trying to mess with the island, and Garrosh will destroy the Vale. And mm -hmm. so at the end of the day, we kind of have to look at every, like, Taran sort of questioning us and sort of being like, no, no, he was actually kind of right. But for the Alliance, He's kind of like, you guys are going to come here and mess up our island. And, and I know, like, or at least the impression I get, a lot of Alliance players feel that the Horde kind of got the last blow with Theramore. And so at this point, the Alliance is like, no, no, we kind of got to hit him back. Like, you know, and then Taran Jew's just like, no, like, just stop fighting altogether. And he's kind of like disparaging sort of your efforts. I don't know. Is that what you guys feel? Because you guys would have a better understanding of that. Uh, I, I, Do you I was, care about tearing you? <laughs> um, well, I was I was kind of wondering where you know, like if Ray was going to chime in. That's why I paused for a moment. I don't know much about him, so I'm leaving that to you. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah. At first, when you first reach the island, he's very you know he's very mad. Like on the alliance side that I've seen. He was very mad at us for, you know, showing up. He said that the island with the war. And, uh, yeah, he kind of does try to disparage our war efforts against the Horde. But at the same time, he's trying, he, I don't know, it's kind of like, uh, kind of like Jaina. He, he just, you know, there's no point in fighting if together we can be stronger. But it's just, you know, it's just a matter of the sides understanding that. Jaina's trying to get us to understand that. But after they bombed Theramore, she was pissed but only at garage you know yeah yeah well, yeah 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 she you know she still doesn't want to annihilate the horde she just wants to annihilate the 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 the, the, the following of garage whoever follows garage she wants to you know get rid of them and it's kind of pretty much what taran Zhu is trying to I, later on it seems like what he gets to is you know stop fighting amongst each other and get along and destroy these people who are following garage and destroy garage himself 
he's trying to unite us the same even yeah. though he does come a, a bit weird with it yeah yeah Jaina doesn't really get more anti-horde until the blood elves betray her in Dalaran mm. and then she just then she just completely loses her shit yeah, um, she did lose her shit. <laughs> but um, I'm going to ask a question here, and I'm going to have to preface this by saying I know you two have not seen the um, the, the uh, cinematics for the conclusion of, of Patch 5.4 after Garrosh is defeated uh, and then the events that happen in the immediate aftermath. Um, but who do you feel is the most aggrieved party by Garrosh Hellscream? As far as like, if, if anybody's going to step up and be like, you know, you know, cause, cause fundamentally, you know, without giving too much away about the, 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 the trailer, you have the horde who, you know, Vol'jin was, you know, like Garrosh tried to kill Vol'jin. There was an assassination attempt on him there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he basically, you know, tried to impose martial rule and ultimately exiled several races from the horde, um, which is kind of why they're going after him. You have the alliance where Garrosh, you know, m- you know, marched in Ashenvale. Uh, he bombed Theramore. Uh, he, he crushed Anduin under the rain or the the the, the rubble of the um, of the Divine Bell. Uh, so they they have a lot of issues with Garrosh. And then for the Pandaren, Garrosh comes in. He, he digs up the veil and then just finally blows it to hell with Shah energy. Um, so of those three groups, or if you want to break them down even further, who do you, f- who do you feel like if, you know, when it's, it's time to finally like, you know, like, you know, kill Garrosh, who do you feel should be the one to take the blow? That's a really tough thing to say, but, uh, considering like, you know, I know all the races and everything have history with him, but he, he definitely has, uh, caused a whole lot of trouble on the island I, it's probably going to be Terran Zhu like I think it's going to be him considering the opening cinematic for 5.4 that's true but yeah but even then I mean I mean that's the thing yeah okay so so Garrosh literally impales Terran Zhu but he also he, he didn't do it physically himself but he had somebody stab Vol'jin so mm-hmm. it, you know just you know that happened back in 5.1 but it, does that just the fact that you know Terran Zhu got you know stabbed and then imprisoned for uh, however long does that? I hope that I hope that's not a spoiler for anybody that he he did, he did survive. Uh, he did survive no, I, the, the, the cinematic. I, um, I I knew he did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I I guess I mean that I guess to, to Blizzard's credit, they've given everybody in the game enough of a reason to hate him that this actually becomes a, a thought-provoking question. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking back to like the Torin, how they had the the original Torin chieftain killed. Yeah, yeah. Although that, yeah, and, and even then, that's one of those things that at the time it got pinned on Magatha, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. But it's easy now for for Bane to sort of overlook that and be like, yeah, well, Garrosh did. I mean, he he was going to kill. Well, I I didn't read the shattering, but my understanding is actually Karen was winning the fight until Garrosh hit him with the poison blade, but yeah. Um, but but I mean ostensibly Garrosh's motives were to kill Cairn. Um, yeah. So it's it's not it's not like the outcome was really you know, was that different from how it could have ended. But or yeah. Garrosh would have wanted it to end. But um, um but yeah, I'm not necessarily uh too sure. Yeah, we, we all have reason to hate the guy. 
I'm not yeah. necessarily sure who deserves it more than anyone else. Because yeah, he's I, all kind of uh, done us dirty. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's again, it's a credit to Blizzard storytelling that they've, they've taken, you know, they, they've, they've taken this character who really, ha you know, only had strong horde ties and, and, and everybody hates them for all different reasons. And so <laughs> I don't think, I don't think there's any, I mean, and, and actually there was a lot of hype coming out of that, the, the, uh, the patch 5.4 trailer where people were even saying like, I got to get back into WoW because that trailer was just so, I mean, it made him look like such a, just such a dick, but it also made him look so badass. Like I want to, I want to punch this guy in the face. I know. I, mean, when, I hope when that's he's, an achievement. When he's walking off that bridge and everything is just blowing up, you're like, oh, no. That, I mean, yeah, you, you, just, you, just, you just know. You just know. You're like, I got I to gotta, you know, pick up my weapon and just charge Orgrimmar and, and kick his ass. So. Exactly. It's, it's definitely uh, – the cinematic definitely uh, did that for a lot of people. I know people who came back to the game just so they can try and kill Garrosh. Yeah. Yeah. So – it's uh yeah it's pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah so um one of the other features on the uh in patch 5.4 was the proving grounds and mm -hmm. i think you uh you had said earlier jeremy that you had done some of that as the dps yes and how how was that uh the dps it's um what i got from it is it's it is basic training for you to try and realize when's a good time to use your cooldowns and uh how to maneuver like i'm a rogue so you know do i you know do i just walk over there or do i shadow step do i sprint do i not you know because everything's timed you have a you have a time limit to complete waves and if you finish the wave the uh, time limit ticks down then the new wave starts if you don't manage to kill all the enemies in a wave when the time limit runs out the event ends you don't die you can just start over from the beginning but uh, it's, it's definitely, I looked at it kind of like an obstacle course, kind of like what's the easiest thing to do first and then move into another thing. It, it, it's like the fights, you know, you're attacking this big guy, a new ad, you know, an ad shows up, you break off, you defeat the ad, you go back. You know, it, it, it's basic, basic testing and it gets harder and harder and there's little tricks you got to do, like the DPS test. Um, there's these guys that summon an amber and it follows you, and if it, it, whatever it comes into contact with, you or enemies will freeze them in amber, and they take 300% increased damage. Ooh. So it's kind of, when, when those enemies are present, you want to look at it and be like, oh, okay, I want to try and freeze this guy over here in amber, freeze this guy over here in amber. And you, I, I save those guys to defeat last because they did that debuff, and, you, and they can freeze each other in amber too, so you get them nice. cross ears and hit them both kind of handy but uh it as far as teaching people how to play their class better i didn't i haven't done the tanking or the healing ones yet so i'm not necessarily sure how how well it goes as being a um you know like a tutorial or a teacher player class or your specialization because yeah. i've i've been playing dps for six years so i i was like oh okay i'm family but uh, as far as people who have done nothing but DPS, but go to tanking, because I have three tanks, I have two healers, I, I you know I pretty much try and do it all. But um, yeah, I'm I'm not necessarily sure how well of a tutorial it would be to learn a new spec. But it was fun. Well, well, yeah. I mean, at the very least, it's it's more educational 
as far as testing your rotation than just going up to the training dummies? Yes, definitely. Uh, you 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 definitely learn your rotation better because if you don't, you know, obviously, but you're gonna fail the the killing all the enemies within the time limit. Yeah. So, it's it's definitely a good uh, you know teacher tutorial in in that sense. Yeah, because really up until now, if you wanted to test your DPS, really, you know, I wouldn't even recommend Brawler's Guild. I'd say, if anything, just the random rares that are sped, spread throughout Pandaria mm -hmm. are probably, you know, the closest thing you could get to something that would actually challenge you. But again, if they kill you, then you die and you have that whole, you know, you have to go back, you know, to the corpse run and then hope that nobody else has tagged the creature yeah. uh, before you can hit it again. And so, th and that can be a bit, uh, a bit time consuming. So at least here, it, so it, it sounds promising in the sense that the event just ends and and do you have to go anywhere to restart it you can just restart it again immediately and, and i guess pop uh, all your buffs or wait for your yeah. cooldowns to reset before we go at least yeah the the npc that starts it's right right there so if you fail you just you know depending on where you are in the room you just walk him and talk and that's up that's up in uh, in kun lai right that's by uh the, the temple for juin is that where it yeah, is it's, it's in the temple of the white tiger the main room where uh, Zuin usually is okay. is where it's at. Okay. Cool. And yes. uh, sorry, um, there is an achievement for doing, or it's a feat of strength actually for doing uh, one of the the silver trials in a specialization you're not spec for. So as a DPS, <laughs> you get a feat of strength if you complete the tanking or the healing one on That's... silver. You know, as a hunter, I feel like the tanking might be possible if you, if you know, you can, because I know there, are, there are like extreme hunters who, who focus on pet tanking and, and stuff of that nature. Um, I mean, and it's not, it, it's not super easy. I know, uh, but even then, I know like the healing um, back before they nerfed Stampede when, uh, you, when it would actually, uh, when you called that out, it would use all your pet skills when you summon them. Mm -hmm. So I know what some hunters would do is they would stack spirit beasts. So they would get five spirit beasts coming out who would all be casting their heals. Yes. And so that, yeah, so this way they could, you know, if effectively, you know, it gave them a, a heal button and they were using that for some sort of extreme, uh, you know, extreme hunting situations. Um, that doesn't work anymore. They've since removed that ability, um, which is a shame because I, I, I feel like that's one of those abilities where, you know, you know, I understand it. Like that can be hard to balance, and I, I think one of the the biggest problems they've had in Mists has been sort of balancing PvP content while still mm -hmm. making a lot of you know a lot of the, the DPS um, you know to be PVE worthy. Um, but you know, you look at you know you look at those situations where it's like okay, like you know, like how can I you know what beasts can I have in my in my stable? that when I summon the five of them, I'm getting the right use of buffs and not even necessarily buffs just to increase my DPS. Like, you know, where I'm, Oh, Hey, you know, all of a sudden I've got five heals coming in so I can call stampede, not using that as a DPS cooldown, but as a healing cooldown. Yeah. And that it, it changes your rotation. And it, it's, I mean, you know, and, and, and it's, it's unfortunate that it really was, an, I guess, at least as it was implemented, it was really sort of being abused in PVP. And I know, I know Beastmaster has it's spent a fair amount of time this expansion at the top of the PvP charts, uh, or near the top of the PvP charts. Um, and so I don't, I don't know since 5.4 came out who's necessarily up there. Um, but yeah, it's, they, there's, I, I, 
don't know, so, some of that sort of the, the metagame almost of managing your stable and, and sort of finding, even just in general for different classes, finding different ways to like sort of mix and match your cooldowns just to get some different effects. Um, mm-hmm. Anytime that, that sort of utility, utility is, is removed, it's always a little disappointing. Um, but I guess I guess if it makes it easier for them to balance, it's theoretically better. But I don't know you guys. I know uh, as, as hunters we lost readiness. And what's the the rogue uh, cooldown that resets your cooldowns? Preparation. Preparation. I think there's speculation that that might be going away in the next expansion. That would suck. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, because that they're they're running into a lot of problems where that's because I mean I'm guessing for your rotation you hit all your you know you hit all your 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 cooldowns and then you hit preparation and then you you have them ready to go the next time you need them and that's sort of your opener. Yeah, I don't I don't really, I, I do have a rogue I don't he's still a low level alt or lower level alt so um, yeah I was skilled on him but uh, I mean yes. As far as balancing goes, that makes sense, but um, I just I I always deal with a lot of bad tanks, so I, I depend on that button because once evasion runs out, I hit it again and hit evasion again. Twenty seconds worth of a hundred percent dodge is really helpful. Yeah, yeah, and that's well, and that well, that's the same thing too. Like uh, I would use readiness, not you know, not always for my you know again because essentially you're using it for your opener to to you know so you can sort of do double your you know your cooldown, your DPS cooldowns, but I would use, I would save that sometimes for, um, I would use it a lot on uh, the Council of Elders and Throne of Thunder, where Sewell would cast those, uh, this, this, the quicksand mm-hmm. pits, and I'd, you get stuck in there. But I could use uh, Bestial Wrath, that would break any uh, movement impairing effects. Mm-hmm. But if I did, so if I didn't have Bestial Wrath active, I'd leave readiness. So that I could hit readiness and to get bestial wrath ready, so I could get out of there. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, that's... yeah. Otherwise, you know, that would I, I died way too many times to admit to those stupid quicksand pits. But uh, <laughs> no, but yeah. So it's like it's it's a shame that because you know it was ostensibly too big a DPS buff, and they even then they ha- they did try to ba- rebalance. Like Stampede now does more damage, and, and some of the other skills do more damage. So they didn't try to balance overall. So it wasn't so much that the, the damage overall was too much; it was it was too bursty. It was yeah. you, you do a lot of cooldowns, hit hit your your reset, and then do all those same cooldowns again. And you know, I can I can see how in PvP that might be a problem. Where you know, on, uh, well, fundamentally, you're trying you you know you need burst damage to win in PvP because otherwise the healer can take care of it. Yeah, exactly. So. Um. As far as that's concerned, preparation for rogues just does defensive cooldowns. It doesn't do any, uh, doesn't do any offensive cooldowns. So that's that's cool. That's see, I I'd, I'd want readiness back in that regard for hunters. Yeah, it just uh, gives us our sprint and our evasion. I think that's all it does now is sprint and evasion. Yeah. Uh, it used to do cloak of shadows until they reduced the cooldown of cloak of shadows to one minute. Then they removed that. I think it might do combat readiness as well, but I'm not sure. Hmm. But yeah, it's just just defensive cooldowns. Yeah, there's um, if you're a combat rogue, any finishers, any offensive finishing moves you do reduce the cooldown on your DPS cooldowns. So that's cool. Yeah, but not prep. So if they remove my prep, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
at this point, then, is there anything more we have to say about 5.4? We, we talked, we really talked a lot more about WoW in general than we did 5.4, but we did, we did hit most of the stuff that we've played with. Um, I don't think we've done too much with the flex rating amongst this, right? I, uh, I did like 30 minutes worth of a flex raid on the first boss in Siege of Orgrimmar, and, uh, uh, I'm not necessarily sure how, you know, like how I'm supposed to be looking at the scaling, because I haven't been there on normal yet. That happens tomorrow. <laughs> I okay. raid with my guild tomorrow on normal. But um, so once I once I go in there on normal, I can go back in a flex raid and see exactly what the scaling was. Because I think I was in a group of like 15 people. And I have nothing to uh, scale that against. Because it's supposed to scale in difficulty depending on how many people you have. Yeah. And I don't, you know, so I have nothing to compare it to. Because my first, my first time in there was just, boom, flex raid. And I only I stayed in there for thirty minutes, and then I left because it was just it was bad news bears. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like ours. Yeah, we're when, missing people. When, when I'm tripling the DPS, I just like okay, I'm out. <laughs> I am out. So from from what you guys have done of well, I guess you said you've done thirty minutes of the first boss, and, and how many bosses have you done, Ray? Then as far That's, as we were only on the first boss as well, just because we were missing like. We were missing Jared from our raid and two other people because of work and stuff like that. So it's uh, trying to do 10-man on server, not flex. Pug was not fun because people don't know how to listen and move out of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now the, the, the first boss, is that a Merciless? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay, like Yeah, like the giant Shah-based water elemental. Yeah. One of our guys almost left. Jay almost left. He's like... Fuck this! I don't want to do this water guy. He's an asshole. Oh my god. <laughs> his his mechanics are pretty interesting. Um, you you DPS him down. He he has uh he has a corruption bar which looks like a rogue energy bar and it's at a hundred at the start of the fight. And you DPS him down and you run his health to zero and he explodes into a bunch of different shaw bubbles. There's ones you can DPS and the other ones you have to heal. And for everyone every one that you DPS down and every one that you fully heal. You take his corruption bar down by one, oh, and, the okay. whole, and the fight. And uh, depending on where his corruption is, when all the the shaw bubbles reach the center, all the remaining ones that you can't kill or heal reach the center. His maximum, like his percentage health percentage, goes to where his corruption is. So every time you do it, it just gets easier to get him into the bubble phase. But, okay. Um, every time a bubble reaches the center, it explodes and does raid wide damage. So you want to, you gotta like really be on your toes. Okay. And and the faster you get into that phase, the more damage is going to go out. So it's it's, yeah. it's a act. And I I think I I think my group and Flex got to like three phases of that, and then uh and then we just wiped. So oh, wow, that sounds cool. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, it, be, it better be interesting because it's going to have to last us how many months until the next tier of rating? I know at least at least two if they uh, plan on releasing one in November. Well, I don't. Well, I think they're no. no November eighth is BlizzCon, so I think oh, that's when they're just going to announce announce the oh, expansion. So it's going to be. <clears throat> I know we we've been we've been spoiled with this expansion where roughly every six months or so we've gotten a new tier of rating, and now we're going to probably go a, close to a year. I I think unless they're going to be like unless, but even then, I, I mean, I would hope that they'd be like, okay, here's the new expansion and beta is right around the corner. But that's kind of what they said about Hearthstone in March. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, they were like, yeah, and the beta is going to be soon real world, not soon Blizzard. And that still didn't start till 
end of August, early September. So if if you figure that they announce it in, in November and what beta is five months later, I mean, that, we're still looking at a good seven months into this patch before we just hit the beta. And what the um, beta from the beta for Mist started in March of this year, and that, so that was what six months before launch. Mm-hmm. Which so we're looking we're looking at a good thirteen months then from the release of five point four to six point zero. If if that's the case, I would be completely content if they would add flex rating and raid finder for all older raids as well, and or five man dungeons. I'd be what happy. The- what I've what I heard is that they have the technology for scaling older raids to current level content. In which case, I suppose everything would be available. In, I don't know if everything would be available in Flex, but at the very late, at the very least, you could get a raid together and be like, "Hey, let's go do Molten Core. Or let's go do ICC." I'd do a I'd do a uh, current level ICC. That'd be sweet. But the problem is that they haven't figured out what a suitable reward for that is. Because are you – I mean it might be fun to do once, but is, is, there any, is there any real reason to go back in there? I mean you can go in there right now and basically solo it for the transmog gear. Yeah. So what are, what are they going to give you as a current player going, going through to get that? Unless they just offered more of the same loot that you can get from Siege of Orgrimmar. Um, I'm not necessarily sure. Maybe – Maybe um, a lot of uh, cosmetic gear that's appropriate for like the area, like like for the rogue, more geist-looking gear that yeah. you can mog to, and it's just cosmetic. It has no stats or something. I, I'm yeah. not sure. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think that. Yeah. Until they figure. Yeah. Until they figure that out, they, it's they're they're kind of they're they're ready to sort of unveil this, but they haven't. That's sort of the last piece of the puzzle. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I think it'd be fun if they, uh, for whatever content it was, to have some type of like token system and just have a ridiculous number amount of tokens to work towards like amount that you've always wanted or something that's like really hard to get. You know, kinda, or, like, a pet. That'd be fun. They kind of have that if you consider gold the token and the system the black market <laughs> auction house. <laughs> but but that is a bit that is a bit very that's very much random. That's very much random. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, want my know, repair that, mount. Yeah, <laughs> but that might be an, yeah that might be another way where yeah if they have like a mount token and then if you get like twelve thousand of them you can yeah. buy ashes of LR. Uh, That'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be really nice. <laughs> oh my god. So so at this point, is there anything else anyone wants to bring up, or have we exhausted talking about WoW for the week for the week month year? Hope. Well, I'd- I just haven't had enough time to play because I'm getting ready to go back home for a wedding, so I just haven't been like worried about that right now. I've been wanting to play more. So. And uh, I've 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 exhausted my experience with 5.4 at the moment. <laughs> yeah, so so at this point, I guess we can uh, we can break for however long and go back to playing 5.4 and going to weddings. Going to weddings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll figure out how often we'll do these and then uh, at some point in the future we'll do another Mashcraft then. Alright. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Cool. So for, for, for Mash Those Buttons, I'm Nick. And uh this was Ray and Jeremy. <laughs> you guys want to say bye? Oh. Great. Have a nice day. <laughs> okay.
<laughs> and goodbye, everybody. <laughs> and we'll see you. We'll see you guys next time on Mashcraft. All right. See you. See you. Bye.